everybody. Welcome to Sean and Lydia Happy Hour, Episode 7, coming at you from Studio Easy Peasy. It's been a little bit of a break here while we travel and get our, shake our, we've taken a little bit of, <laughs> shake our tail feathers. You haven't heard from us for a couple weeks, uh, maybe even a little bit more, and we're just happy to be back behind the mics. Lydia and I are here. Let's cheers, though, if you have your favorite kind of beverage. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Cheers, Cheers. baby. I'm drinking Bailey's, not from a shoe. Not not today, though. But we're coming at you on, a, on Sunday here. Uh, just want to kind of catch you guys all up on what we've been up to here this last couple of months. We haven't been behind the mics for a bit. We've been super busy traveling nonstop, and we're kind of burnt out. So it's fun to be at home here and catching you all up. Yeah, we've just been taking a little break. Obviously, we've been back-to-back trips, which has been wonderful, but we haven't had a whole lot of time to spend talking. So yeah, no <laughs> Talking kidding. here to you all. Uh, so we just thought that we would take some time today to, first of all, get back in front of the mics and crash course you through our experiences over the last month for those who are interested and just talk about what we've been up to, really. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting to talk about, you know, going to a show on a rooftop or going to a music festival, especially at the tail end of the COVID times now. I know there's a couple states out there that are dealing with the Delta variant. So around 50% of adults in the country are vaccinated, depending on what statistic you're reading. And so, yeah, we just wanted to share like how how it's been traveling. We've been we've flown a few times. And so let's just start off with happy late birthday to you, Lydia, because you turned... 49, which is what we feel like. (laughs) Today, maybe that's what we feel like. Usually I don't. Um, Yeah, thank you. It was really wonderful. We had uh, some very quality time with some of our dear friends, spent some time in Minneapolis, spent some time even here at home and had some gatherings here. It was like a multi-day birthday celebration, really. So I couldn't ask for more. So thanks for everyone for helping me to make it special. We saw a track, someone I don't really, you know, listen to a whole lot, but he put on, he's in, you know, more of a, I guess a veteran producer in the EDM world. And we saw him on a rooftop in Minneapolis to kickstart my birthday celebrations. And that was really cool. And it was one of our first shows back and it Bottle was, service it was pretty like tight. semi outdoors. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we did do sort of like a little bit step up VIP so we could be sorted to the side. We weren't like in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, we had like our own crowd. area. Yeah. That was nice. And then you broke a table. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was pushed first of all. <laughs> yeah, by Becca. <laughs> no, it was a really good show. And that that rooftop, what's it called? Court rooftop? Union. Court? Union. Rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really fun. And Atrog just threw down. I mean, I was pretty impressed. And I like that venue. They have like the the awning like completely shut so it's like kind of it's open air but it's kind of like it has like a roof on it it's almost like a greenhouse type like glass it's just glass plated Mm -hmm. yeah that was really neat and the crowd was great got some fun photos we got take our photo taken a couple times with by like the guy that was there professionally but really fun show happy that we got to celebrate your birthday with some music some good friends yeah it was nice definitely and and, you know, like Sean sort of already said, we've just been enjoying that post-vaccine life and getting back to things. So a few weeks after that, something we were really looking forward to was our first festival back. And that was Voyage in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So essentially what we did was we did not drive all the way from Des Moines to Cheyenne. We we have several really great friends in Denver that were on board and were interested. And that's only about an hour and a half away from Cheyenne, Wyoming. So we flew into Denver They were kind enough to kind of do all the heavy lifting with supplies, and we were able to uh, sleep with a couple of friends in their tent with Becca, uh, the tent she already had. And anyway, people just helped provide things like canopies and coolers and so forth. And we got our groceries the night before. We fly in, get our groceries, pack up the cars, get everything ready to go, and we drove up to Cheyenne on that Friday and checked into our campsite, and the rest is history, man. Yeah, that Closey curated music festival. Her first time doing anything like that at a bison ranch. I mean, there was ostriches, camels, llamas, horses. And as you can expect at a music festival, that's like a little bit of a something you could worry about. But 
They everyone was on their best behavior that way. Something that was kind of interesting also is that there was a country like festival there too. It's like it's like its own city that that ranch, Terry Bison Ranch. Yeah, it was almost like there was an event going on that first day when we were walking into our EDM festival, and then there was. It looked almost like a wedding. Like I don't know what it it was, but it was pretty funny because you have all these. Uh, wooks and <laughs> and ravers uh, walking up into the festival, and you're just seeing these country folk, yeah, like <laughs> trying to have like a nice event that's totally unrelated. So it's sort of an interesting, um, I guess, merging of two universes. In yeah, a way. <laughs> cowboys, cowboy hats, spurs on their boots, dinner plate belts, and drinking bush light, <laughs> yeah. and cut off like you know shirts and stuff it was i mean it was pretty interesting but they were all like kind of laughing i mean one time in particular i think when we were first entering the festival on friday i just looked over and they're all kind of like giggling because you know everyone's got like interesting hair or like you know some people are pretty much naked yeah yeah raver style up in there so the festival itself we got to see ellis dream first time ever Got to see Closey two nights in a row. She headlined both nights. And then at the after party on Friday, I believe she played. Uh, and then, I mean, Ellis Dream played the after party too. And he didn't even play our favorite song during his set. And he's like, don't worry, I got something else for you. Yeah, at the you after made party. everyone wait to hear Follow the Vibe. And you had to, uh, you could only go to the after parties if you were camping. I mean, I think most people would have been camping, but I, I suppose. Well, friend of the group, Ian. He, he didn't have Yeah, training. I suppose he just had the, the single day ticket for that Saturday. So I, I suppose that that happens, but I, I don't know. He got I think the majority fun. of people were camping, I guess is all I'm trying to say. So anyway, the first night was, the, both nights were like different experiences because the first night, you know, our energy is high and it was a, there were few enough people there that you could be up pretty close like sort of in the pit area of the stage and you weren't being overcrowded everyone was being like pretty respectful to each other's space and it did get crowded like as the night progressed but nothing like events i've been to before like a lot of times we end up sitting you know on the hill or dancing on the hill or you know being a little bit further back because honestly it's just more fun like if you have more room to dance and and i think most of us agree like it's for me person like for us our group of friends pretty much agree like we don't really want to be like up front being pushed around right but that first night was totally chill it was just the right amount of people just the right the energy was perfect and it was wonderful to be up so close because we don't always get to have that experience so it was just like a high energy night jumping around you know up front dancing our butts off and then Saturday, it like the vibe was amazing, but like <coughs> a little bit different, you know, because we we did stand in the back, and the gem of this whole weekend was meeting some of the coolest people that we've ever met in our entire lives, just by a beautiful chance of the universe. Who were camping next to us, we obviously didn't know that the first night, or we would have probably been hanging out with them right away. Right. But that Saturday. We just had a magical experience um, sharing some pl- supplies and getting meeting our neighbors and realizing like, whoa, we should probably just actually hang out this entire this entire night. <laughs> yeah, it was like 7.45 a.m. So we'd be up pretty late, but we, we did get to bed at a, nor- a pretty normal time for a festival that has an after party, as you all can imagine. And 7.45, 8 a.m. in the morning, next thing you know, we start hearing somebody strumming a guitar and I mean, I did. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like someone's playing guitar right next to us. So then I peel back our 10-butt tapestry that's, you know, di- dividing like both camps. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, what's up, guys? You know, I'm just about to like, we're all talking about like making our breakfast burritos or tacos, whatever we had brought. Oh, turns out we didn't bring tortillas. So after just chatting with these guys for a little bit, Lennon and Lance, shout out to them, friends of the show now for sure, they had tortillas in the car. So I was just like, oh, well, I'll go with you guys. Like, because they were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to run back and get his drum anyway. Mm -hmm. His sitting drum, uh, Lance's sitting drum, because they were going to do like a drum and acoustic guitar set just like for fun. And so then I went back with them, went and got their, took a wagon with them and 
got the drum and got the tortillas. And then before you know it, it's, you know, noon and we've been eating breakfast together. We've all gotten to know each other. And then we meet Christian and it was just so magical. Like Lydia said, this is like, this doesn't happen at festivals often where you meet friends uh, that are your name, like strangers and become like so close, so quick with these people. I mean, and they're all from Denver, mm-hmm. you know, in the Denver area or the suburbs of Denver. So that worked out well for us here in the future trips that we're going to be going on and also what we're getting to after we are finished with Close These Voyage, which is Dead Rocks. But that yeah, was... Yeah, I just want to take like a special moment just to thank Lennon, Lance, Christian, and Kyle for the amazing experience. Uh, even, and we'll talk about this more, but like on our following trip, when we went back... Like we just have continued to hang out and they, I know that they pal around with some of our, 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 you know, like, I guess you'd say original people that I was referencing in Denver. We sort of all just came together and now it's, we're all hanging out. So it was, it was really excellent. And we've been going to festivals for, I don't know what you would say, Sean, almost close to a decade. And we've met, don't get me wrong. You know, we've met special people along the way off and on but i i don't think sean or i have ever had the experience where we've we've met people and then continued to like have a connection with those people and try to hang out with them again and go to more events together like that just doesn't happen we instantly kept started a text group with everybody that was at voyage then we instantly started a face or snapchat group just because like that works better for everybody you know android and whatever (laughs) those green bubbles man but like the snapchat group and we're staying connected that way and uh just yeah keeping track with each other just saying hey this is what i'm up to you know it's just really cool and so the actual festival itself it was a single stage festival it was all on like a little bit of an incline natural hill uh cement was there at the floor for ga floor area as lydia said we were there for the first night and then we were on the hill for the second night and Ian showed up. That's Lennon's nephew. And one of his friends was there with him. And that was really neat, too, to have, like, okay, more friends. Like, yeah. we're meeting new, even more friends. And also became close with Ian, of course, after all of that. So, overall. Yeah, it was a beautiful group of people. And, you know, everyone included. It was wonderful to meet new friends. And it was wonderful to strengthen the existing bonds that we already had and were building with Grant and Amanda, Becca, Michael, Mitch, obviously. <laughs> so it was a it was a really beautiful weekend and the vibes were insane. Yeah. And I mean, it was a wonderful way to come back to festivals. That's that's all I can say about that. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say it was neat to have like a childhood, my oldest friend, oldest, like known him the longest, Josh McLean was there, one of my favorite dance partners on the floor. Then Dusty was there too, like the Des Moines DNA. Yes. That was so cool. And then, yeah, of course, Michael decided to go like what, two weeks before, a week before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, some of you listeners playing at home don't know all these people. It's just people we've gotten so close to over the last couple of years. Uh, Well, Michael's one of those people. And then, yeah, it was just like basically a great friend from every corner of right. like our <laughs> friendship groups, you know? And, and then, we've been going to festivals with Dusty and, and Josh for quite a few years now. So it was beautiful to be able to bring like all those worlds together. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to communicate. So well, let's, let's end the voyage chat real quick with overall, what did you think about the festival itself? What do you think about the sets? What do you think about the vendors? You know, the food situation, you know, all the your thoughts on the festival itself. I'm always going to love it as one of the top festivals of all time for me personally, because of the people that we've met and because of the beauty of it having that monumental first festival back after almost two years. Right. So it's, it, it doesn't matter like the level of you know, there weren't really art installations or, you know, this or that. It d- that doesn't even matter because we had such an excellent time with the people that we were with. And Closey is just breathtaking. I mean, oh, like gosh. she is an incredible mixer and it was even better than I could have imagined it to be on the level of music that she was putting out, you know. So seeing Ella Stream for the first time, I mean, after all of COVID, like watching Rave Cave and growing this like unhealthy obsession over <laughs> over him. So yeah, anyway, I just mean those like 
the special things that sometimes go into like big insomniac events, you right. know, like our one of our favorites, Electric Forest, like none of that stuff matters. Well, they <laughs> had the an the arch, day. they had an entry, uh, uh, welcoming arch, they had a art, uh, live art installation where there was people doing live art. The vendors themselves were pretty good. The beer prices, food was decent. That mac and cheese was great. Yeah. That yeah, was really good. My mac good. and cheese was delicious. That's really good sure. mac and cheese. And the sound was really good. And the light show, like the light lighting was incredible. I thought Closey really brought the heat on that. And then the after party was like in this like, it was like a little cove or whatever. It was like a, like the I stage. I think they called it the giving tree. Yeah. It was like. It was just a cool. Raised up tree. Yeah. I don't even know. Level. It looked like a tree. It was like a glowing tree. And then that was where they, the after party producers were. DJ. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yep. So last thing I want to say is we had three artists pretty much that we really looked to to get us through COVID, like watching their YouTube sets, live sets or pre-recorded uh, at home. Like you said, Rave K with Ellis Dream, of course, Closey. I mean, we re- revisited her stuff quite a bit. And then Ravenskoon. So with Closey and Ellis Dream in Ravenskoon, we've seen all three now. So we've seen all three of these artists that really helped us through a tough, tough year. And I thought that was pretty neat to think about. And then, of course, Saturday night, Android Jones doing live production visual work for her ca- capping off the, you know, the festival. Yeah, itself. like the Microdose VR, which is yes. what we... I, I spent a lot of time watching that here at home where... Basically, if you go out to YouTube, you can search Microdose VR and you'll see all kinds of producers that you might like, you know, that have these associated videos. And they're just really trippy, really cool, very unique like visuals, something I've never really seen before. I didn't even know existed really until over quarantine. And I kind of got into watching those. And G- um, Android Jones has done a lot of those particular visuals and videos for Closey. Like yep. there's at least a handful, if not more. So they obviously have a relationship of some kind. And right. he was there on Saturday to do, quote, live visuals. I don't know if it was just me or how you felt about it, but I felt it was like a little underwhelming. Like I just was enjoying her music so much. It's like I yeah. wanted it to be bigger or something. I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but I've just spent so much time over quarantine, like watching the videos that I think maybe just the screen needed to be bigger or something like that. I, was like, I couldn't s- really see it very well. You know, maybe if you were up closer. Yeah. And I don't mean to be like critical. I mean, the, everything was just wonderful. So it's okay to be critical. I, it's not a mean thing. I think I was just built it up in my head that it was going to be something different. No, I totally agree with you. I think that exactly the same thing. If it was in as something like you were saying, Insomniac, a festival that had the production right. budget to have a gigantic... You know, think about Spring Awakenings or EDC, you know, those giant right. screens, you know, of course, that's I just don't think it did him justice. Exactly. I'm sure everything was incredibly intricate. But from we like I was mentioning earlier on Saturday, we did kind of pull back a little bit because that was just the vibe. We had a bigger group and we had way more room to dance on the hill. One would say that so that's a good idea to do for alive like visuals to see his see the whole scope right right but Mm -hmm. yeah like you said it was underwhelming for me as well and i think that it's okay to say that so let's move on let's move on to the five days at home that we had to rest before hopping back out there uh to go to dead rocks yeah so when we bought tickets for dead rocks we sort of did it on a whim things were kind of looking i think we bought them in the springtime and things March. were just looking a little better, right? The whole vibe, things are kind of on the... It just was seeming like things were getting better. The vaccine rollout was slow, but it was coming. And we just got a little bit excited. And we're like, we need to get some tickets for something. And we love to visit Denver. And we have some really great friends there. So we're like, let's get tickets for Dead Rock. So we bought tickets for Dead Rocks, And then several months later... Closey announces this festival and, you know, for all the reasons we just mentioned, that was important to us and I wanted to do that as well. So we ended up kind of unintentionally having these back-to-back trips to Denver slash, you know, Wyoming. We did spend some time in in Denver itself after the festival. So it's just like these back-to-back trips to Denver. For listeners playing at home that don't know, Dead Rocks is the July 4th weekend, Zed's Dead two-day festival of uh, at Red Rocks. It's yeah, and festival, they play but... like a million other times too. You know, yeah, they yeah, ended yeah. up doing like a 
Sunday barbecue jamboree. I mean, we didn't In attend all these things, of course, but we just went to the Saturday Dead Rocks. But they play after shows, and they, you know, they played Red Rocks Friday and Saturday, and then they play their own after parties, and then they also played the the Sunday barbecue jamboree. So it's just like. Uh, if you like Zed's Dead, then what are you doing not going to Denver that weekend, you know? So just like Closey's voyage trip in Cheyenne, Wyoming, we got at Dead Rocks, we got to meet another slew of such awesome people. It's like every time we go to Denver, like it seems like we're just meeting such amazing people, you know, through Becca, through Grant and Amanda. Uh, so... So excited to to share that we got to meet Nicole, Chris, and a whole bunch of Sam other... Sam and Alyssa. Sam shout and Alyssa, out, guys. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other awesome people as well. So that's kind of what this summer of love, I didn't realize was that that was going to be part of like the definition or like part of the experience is meeting all these awesome people. Like, wow. It's like all of a sudden now we have like a group of 30 friends out there whenever we want to go out to... De- we go back out to Denver, you know? It's like so welcoming and... and just absolutely amazing and thank you to amanda for getting together a awesome party bus that was the coolest party bus that i've ever been on so we ended up all like 21 people ended up being on this party bus and are all our friends like friends and friends friends of friends etc for dead rock so we didn't have to like worry about the ubers and the lifts on the way home and we got to like you know party all the way to red rocks and our driver just chilled there for the show and then have a ride back you know it was just such a i i never really want to go to red rocks unless i have something similar not maybe not a party bus but like shuttle i, I just cannot foresee oh, well, driving and of course not yeah no, yeah we've always done a shuttle i mean that doesn't i i suppose yeah if you don't drink or anything like that, then no problem, I suppose. But I don't know. I think that's probably the minority. I mean, most people are going there at least having a few drinks. So it obviously would not be safe then or <laughs> remotely legal <laughs> to uh, to then drive yourself back from Morrison to Denver. I mean, that's a long, a long drive. So anyway, anytime we've ever gone to Red Rocks, we always take the shuttle, but we I guess didn't even realize that this scenario existed of just getting a party bus. I mean, the caveat there is, of course, you need to have a significant group to make it yeah, yeah. economical. But that party bus, I mean, I've never seen something so big. Like, I mean, you know, when you think about a party bus, like one person, there's like a walkway for like one person to from the front to the back and the seats are like whatever. This was like leather seats. There was like strobe lights, like in the music was freaking loud. Right. <laughs> and then like three rows of people could walk at once, and like dance in the middle. It was humongous. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got and some cool videos and that stuff. That was a great idea. So essentially, Chris had just moved in with Nicole and they had basically a back-to-back party that, yeah. that weekend. So they had a party on Friday, which we, that's when we met several, you know, several of them, they had a pretty big house party. And then on Saturday was sort of the pre-party, if you will, for Zed's Dead. And that's where we got picked up uh, with the party bus and they had a group of, you know, whatever it was, probably close to 30 people, right? 21 people were on the bu- party bus with us right. and then more <laughs> met up after, you know? Uh, yeah, that's probably why it seemed like more. But <laughs> Something really cool, though, on Friday, not, not to jump back and forth between Friday and Saturday, but it was all kind of a blur because we were just nonstop hanging with these people. We went home and slept for a little bit and we got ready for the show. Yeah. And so, yeah. But something that was really cool about the party on Friday was like it was a party for like a, ho- a home welcoming party because Chris had just moved in there with they just celebrated their two-year relationship happy Annie and happy birthday today actually Chris yeah, it's his happy birthday, birthday today. Chris. <laughs> uh, so they had a party that was everything you had missed during COVID so it was New Year's oh, yeah, Eve yeah. <laughs> celebration birthdays it was bachelorette parties it was everything it was there was a pinata for yeah, like that's hilarious Cinco oh, de Mayo gosh. it was just like so awesome like and then, like, they had it all built out, like, where, uh, so Amanda, Chris, and Nicole all part of a improv scene in Denver, and that's kind of how they've all met. And so, like, there was tons of people there that were just funny as heck because they're in this improv scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I think his name was John. He got chosen to be the Bachelorette. And so he got a strip tease done to him. It was just hilarious. By and, Chris. Yeah, by Chris, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, not like a real strip. Yeah. And, and we were just, I'm like, I just met these people. And like, they don't give a crap. Like, that. there's people here that I've never met. They just know, like, they got pretty much know that they were, we were vouched for by 
they're mutual friends, you know, our mutual friends. Big so. mistake. Yeah, Big yeah. Big mistake. Now we're in your lives forever. <laughs> Something that I wanted to mention, too, is that that pinata was hilarious because everyone, not everyone was like, oh, I want to hit it. I want to hit it. But some people were like, oh, I'm gung ho about it. You know, it's like 35 people there, 40 people at this Friday night party. And so uh, eventually some girl, I think, comes over and just completely smashes it. And like everyone's like running over to see what's in it, you know, candy. And there's these just like a bunch of little mini plastic babies. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like hilarious because then like the next day Lydia had, I gathered quite a bit of them and she had put them on a string. And then we brought those little babies to Dead Rock, so. It was really neat to see Zed's dead. Okay, now bouncing back to Dead Rocks. It was really neat to have like four rows of friends like in at Red Rocks. Have four rows of just like friends. You just go up and down, like hang out and chat. (laughs) And then seeing the fireworks over the city skyline from Red Rocks. I mean, I got a couple of Yeah, so obviously being 4th of July weekend, the rest of the city is also celebrating. And for those of you who haven't been to Red Rocks, you can see... So you can see the whole city, basically. Yeah, the skyline. And so as other people and other parties and other uh, municipalities are celebrating their 4th of July, then you can see the fireworks going off from all over the city in addition to Zed's Dead themselves putting off fireworks on several occasions. So it was just, it was exciting. It was a really cool, like, spectacle, I guess. Yeah. Lance and Lennon and then also Lennon's mom and sister were there as well so that's what we're trying to get at is that they we've been continuously hanging out with these people that we Mm -hmm. just met you know and we are spending you know it wasn't like just one day like we spent a whole the whole trip you know together with these we really did like we got to see Christian pretty much every day we were able to all be together like voyage like the voyage fam if you will included we did a lot of things together so It's just a beautiful thing that our Denver family has grown, basically starting with Becca and because of her and her beautiful energy, like we've been able to connect and build new relationships with all these other great friends, basically. I mean, that's what I would consider them now. So it was incredible. So thankful for that group. Those that whole entire side of our friendship group now like oh i can't wait to get back out there we're already talking guys shout out to you cheers to you all you guys rock and to cap out the weekend we lennon and his dad hosted us out uh is it like a separate town then oh yeah you remember the name it's definitely not denver no i don't remember the name. yeah sorry it's just eluding me i I don't know a little bit out what you would think is the country here maybe you know a little bit more rural probably an hour away 45 minutes yeah 40 minutes or so away from Denver, closer to the mountains, like beautiful landscape and just, you know, open land basically. So we got to go out there and barbecue and most of us brought tents so that we could camp because obviously that's a pretty big drive back to Denver and we were just wanting to stay the night and not have to worry about rides and all that. Right. So we had an amazing even- day, <laughs> evening, night uh, with grilling and great friends. And at, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but Lance and Lennon, actually played together uh, guitar and percussion and they are just mind-blowing <laughs> they need to get in the studio and get these songs recorded because they play like 10 right. 12 original songs together yeah so that day we just got to have basically what felt like a non-stop lance and Lennon concert, concert. yeah <laughs> so. that's another thing too yeah uh lance plays and teaches drums i believe at a school nearby as well and then he does private lessons as well and then lennon he's just got a phenomenal voice wonderful songwriter and can play guitar real well too so yeah lydia i'm glad you brought that up that was really neat to see all those friends and then like get to see those live that live concert Mm -hmm. (laughs) at his dad's house and thank you so much again to lennon senior for letting us all come out there yeah Excellent hangs and and honestly the weekend didn't end there. You'd think like Jesus, won't these people tone down? But <laughs> even after that barbecue night, you know we stayed the night. We camped and then the next day, kind of woke up. We ate some hot dogs for you know breakfast, lunch, and then we moseyed on back to Becca's where <laughs> then several people showed. You know, everyone goes home for a minute, showers, changes, and then we were all back again. Hanging out, nonstop <laughs> hangs, nonstop hangs. So it was, it was truly beautiful. You know, it's definitely, definitely both of those back-to-back Denver trips, like really something 
that will be in my memories forever and really something for the books. And it's just beautiful to be able to live life again. And so wonderful to meet these new people and also so wonderful to be able to have seen our old friends so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so came back from Denver, wonderful nonstop hang. So as you can imagine, pretty tired, but we came back, we got all of our chores, get all of our packing ready to go. Within one day, we went back to work for just that Wednesday and then <laughs> Thursday morning at 5 a.m. We were back at Denver or Des Moines Airport to go to Cancun with my family <laughs> for a family trip. Wish Cheyenne could have gone, but there was issues with getting her passport in time with all these delays, and they actually just, we think it was a complete mess up clerical administration error at the post office. But anyway, go to Cancun, we, uh, five, five, four, five day, four night at an all-inclusive Omni Resort is the name of it out in Cancun, mm -hmm. Quintana Roo is the name of the, the I guess, city or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was something I've never done before is all inclusive. Where, yeah, you know, we've never done that. I yeah. Know, but we've never had the chance to experience that yet. We usually travel a little bit differently, but honestly, it was kind of nice because it's just easy and you don't have to worry about anything and you're just sort of there to relax and and enjoy just like the pleasures of being by the ocean and oh, drinks yeah. and eat as much as you want, kind of. Yeah, so, it, so this very hedonistic. <laughs> <for sure laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to that summer of hedonism. So this resort itself had like multiple restaurants. Of course, only certain restaurants are open for certain hours of the day. I think like the sushi place was open from like one to four, one to five p.m. And then the bars. There was like always a bar or a few bars open. One off the ocean. One uh, had a poolside bar that was really cool. And it was just, yeah, like Lydia was saying, it was really neat to just be able to do whatever you wanted, just kind of kick back and relax after just having like nonstop party hangs with friends, getting to spend time with family and getting to see my dad go out there and have a good time. He hasn't traveled much in the last decade, it seems, because of his health and everything. So that was really neat. And the ocean is, I got to get back there ASAP. Like that's, I absolutely love the ocean. Um didn't get to like scuba dive and everything like I usually like to do just because the water, it was so rough. I mean, they had the red flags up saying no swimming. Yeah, the first few days we weren't able to even get into the ocean. But honestly, you just you make the most of it. We're big ocean people. Like I know a lot of people go those places and they just want to swim in the pool or whatever it is. But that's not really us. Like we want to be by the ocean as much as possible and swimming in it as much as possible so that was a little disappointing but honestly i got over that pretty quick because it's just wonderful just to even be close to the ocean and just be able to sit there and have cocktails like in the sand and listen to it i yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> i can live with that you know like it was just beautiful to be there and be in the sun yeah we didn't really venture off too far from the actual resort itself except for we did go to isla mujeres one day and it just didn't really pan out for us in that particular port that we got off of, but still had one of these most amazing uh, shrimp meals I've ever had. I had like the yeah, we shrimp had a nice festival, meal. festival of shrimp or whatever, and it was like the best shrimp I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it's probably literally... pretty fresh. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And something that, uh, you know, it's a culture shock in a good and an interesting way is that, you know, everyone at the resort mostly can speak some amount of English, you know, like, I mean, they can do have a conversation with you. But when you go out to like Isla Mujeres, and we're going to like this, at least this section of the island, I mean, it was basically no English at mm -hmm. all. I mean, I'm saying even the bartenders off the, the resorts, I guess you wouldn't even call them resorts, the hotels off those beaches were not even mm -hmm. able to speak that much English, you know. And so I was really pulling my after taking three years, two years of Spanish in high school and three in college, I was really pulling my weight. Yeah, you did well. You definitely, it definitely helped. And I didn't take, like, I know that's pretty common, but I actually didn't take Spanish. I took Japanese in high school. Yeah, so yeah. I really, yeah, I, can't I wait really for, cannot help. <laughs> I can't wait for the roles to be reversed. We go to Japan, which is in my top, you know, places. We talked about this on our traveling podcast episode a few weeks ago. So please check that out. Mm -hmm. But that is where the role will be reversed. You will be speaking some Japanese to help us out. So yeah. make sure you brush that up. But uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit more to brush that up, though, because the sentence structure and the language is like the opposite. And whereas Spanish is at least the sentence, the way you form a sentence is similar, similar to English. So I think it's probably a little easier. But 
basically Japanese, everything is in reverse. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was able to ask where things were, how much things were, what, what, how to say some things. I was able to really do a pretty good job. I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised at myself right. nonstop. Like so. if you had to say where, where is the toilet? You have to say the toilet first, and then you say the action second. So, oh, oh tailai e ikimaska would be oh. where is the toilet. So, ikimaska is where is, and itailai is the toilet. So, oh. it's like, <laughs> so you can imagine that learning that language as an English speaker is not the easiest. <laughs> right. Yeah. For Spanish, it would be de donde es los baños. So, where right. are the bathrooms? <laughs> yes. Pretty soon. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So that was a interesting trip and happy that we did it. That was that flight home was a little bit longer than I thought. I mean, we're talking 14 hours total from waking up, getting out to the transportation, getting it to It was a full day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, we're in the air for four hours, you know? It's just, yeah, we had kind of a bad layover and the flight path was not the most efficient, but that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, it, that happens sometimes. We had to go into Phoenix first and then we had a layover for several hours i think four hours so that's just when you're after a whole weekend or rather close to a week of vacationing you know the joke sometimes you need a vacation after your vacation yeah <laughs> it's no like you're kidding. eating you're drinking you're uh i mean i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't really say staying up too late like we had a full eight plus hours think, yeah. every night pretty much we were in bed by midnight or before almost every night yeah but. when you're like sun drunk out there all day and also a little bit regular drunk it's like you're tired you're not yeah but they shut they shut down the bars at 11 you yeah. know and so they know what they're doing they're like yeah. okay go to bed you freaks yeah yeah <laughs> well so is there any i i guess there's a few things i did want to mention uh the service was incredible. Martignano was our main guy at the main restaurant. There's a restaurant that's pretty much open all day. You can go in there, had like buffet style foods. I would say something that I learned is with these all inclusive resorts is that you really don't need five days there. I would say you need two to three would be three would be probably optimal because the food you just kind of get your body and your taste buds get used to. It. I mean, at the end there, I was just like everything tastes like salt and that's not even like their fault. It's just like Everything seemed to just taste the same. I was less hungry and, and, less, and things looked like less appetizing. But the service was incredible. I mm -hmm. was, I could not believe it. Like, and we were, we're Americans, you know, and there's, there's tons of people there from all over the world, of course, but definitely noticed like the, we were in the minority by, by far and that most people there were probably from Mexico proper. Yeah, actually, it seemed like there were a lot of Mexicans vacationing there. Which I was just surprised. I just thought it would just be a bunch of like white people, like European people and people from the United States vacationing. But I thought that was cool. I was like, I just was surprised. Yeah. I didn't realize that there'd be so many people from that same country vacationing there. But I guess that makes complete sense. I mean, you and I were commenting when we, uh, our family in Maui, sometimes the beach district, like the really beautiful beach, uh, I guess, I don't know, strip with all the tourist, beautiful yeah, you know, hotels, kind of poly. I mean, even sometimes my cousins will, for a special occasion, will like rent. Angie will, for her birthday, sometimes rent like a hotel, and then she'll have people come out to the beach. So I mean, right. that's, it's a similar idea. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go enjoy some of the best beach area and some of the comforts that uh, tourists enjoy all the time? You know, it makes sense. I just didn't realize that that would be how it was going to be. Yeah, going to a different country during, you know, the tail end of COVID, you know, cross our fingers, hope to die, whatever, uh, was interesting, too, because, I mean, you had to wear a mask to go into any of the restaurants and get food. You had to wear a mask in certain situations that you wouldn't have to, or at least here in Iowa, you don't have to. And we It didn't was really just the food. Yeah, when yeah, you were, yeah. When you were getting your plate. Yeah. And we, a lot of people sat inside, but we always sat, sat exclusively outside. sat outside. I just... I wanted everyone and everyone else agreed too. like our whole family agreed. It's like we just want to be in the air, the fresh air, like no one wants to be in. It wasn't even like a COVID thing. It's just I don't want to be stuffy inside. Like I'm here to enjoy the scenery. I'm here I to guess, enjoy the people. Yeah. The, what I'm trying to communicate is that different countries are at different levels of progress with COVID and, and combating that as a whole. So it made sense that there, there are regulations and restrictions. Oh, were, of course, there's a, a huge disparity. Yeah. So, but they were not, besides going in for the restaurant, they were not afraid. They'd never really said, you can't do this here. You can't do that there. Like my dad would light up a cigarette and barely anyone would come by and say anything because they just don't want to upset anybody with the 
you know, like break down the servicing. Well, no, and also they just probably don't care as much. I mean, frankly, I mean, it's not as big of a deal. Like yep. in the in the U.S., it's going to be like more <laughs> stigma at this point. You know, I feel like smoking has become very taboo. So someone couldn't be at a hotel's patio with a bunch of people eating around them and then someone like light up. That just wouldn't fly. But it's like some people smoke. It's not a big deal. They're, you know, it's just not as big of a taboo. Moving on from this a little bit, but some people, something that was pretty interesting was the fact that there were so many private events, so many people doing private events there for weddings. I mean, bachelorette parties, like so many different events, you know, like they would corridor off like a certain section of the resort to have like this, this family is going to be doing their uh, family dinner, like a giant, you know, 14, 20 person families there. And I mean, it was pretty interesting. They would block off the certain area of the beach where people would do like an actual wedding. And they had these like little villas where like you, they probably rented out most of, if not half or more or all of the villas for like when they did like the wedding. It was cute. I mean, it makes sense, but it's a little inconvenient for me when I just wanted to walk through there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The drinks, the cerveza was really good, but and some of those mixed drinks were incredible. I am addicted to pina coladas, which is not a good thing to say in your 30s because it's just a sugary, sugary drink, uh, alcoholic drink. So... I'm going to have to watch it if we do ever blend some up at home. But I was surprised ugh. by my own taste because I thought, oh, for sure, I'm going to just be drinking beer. But I was actually like, you know what? A pina colada so <laughs> sounds good. great. It was just refreshing. And it wasn't too... It actually wasn't so sweet that I couldn't drink it. Like I was by like day two, I was just like back to back pina coladas. Yeah, by day three, that's all I was kind of surprised by myself, but so that is strawberry daiquiri. I mean, you pretty much could say anything, and these bartenders would know what they're what they're doing here. Uh, and the margaritas were pretty good. They could be better, but overall, it was pretty neat. We got to see almost every night or every night. We were in like the prime season for sea turtles to come up to the beach and lay their eggs. That was really cool too. So overall, it was absolutely fantastic to be there with Shelby, my dad, Brady, and Kylie, and then you and and I. It was just fun. It was fun to be there with the family. So after that, let's go. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's get to our finally. As you guys can see, our last oh weekend. And then you would think that yeah, that was it. That was it. No, <laughs> we came back and we worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, and then we drove up to Minneapolis on Saturday morning to be with Alex Bush, Alex B-Word, B-Word, the homie, uh, and be at Cassie and B-Word's house to see Penny and Pip, their puppies, their doggies, and celebrate B-Word's birthday. So we got to do that in style by going and seeing Kazo at the Fillmore. So if you are, if you know anything about famous Famous music venues here in the United States. The Fillmore is one of those venues. I believe there's one in the Northeast, like around Pittsburgh area. There's definitely one in SF, and then they opened one up. I think there's one in Denver, too. Not 100%. But they just opened one up right before COVID in Minneapolis. So B-Word had been wanting to go there. It's it's very much a old... Oh, well, it was new. I, didn't, I don't think I realized that it hadn't been there. No, it was just open right oh, before COVID. Right I don't after, think I realized that. I'm it was sure actually right after B Word moved there, which was summer, July 2019. So, yeah, the Fillmore is a well oiled machine as far as music venues are concerned. It's similar to how I would look at something like the Armory in Minneapolis as well. Just uh, the staff there is on the, on the money. I mean, the security there is very much on point. They had metal detectors that you couldn't bring any bags in that were not clear. That's just an interesting factor that we, we've we never really seen. I mean, hey, it speeds things up for sure. Oh, but yeah. I had to do like a quick Amazon order, you know, because I don't, I didn't own anything like that before. No one does. So but actually, side note, it's actually a good thing because I read that Autumn Equinox, a festival that we're going to be, or rather North Coast. Anyway, one of the two has the same requirement. So anyway, I'll still have a bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to help yeah. out there that way. Uh, but Kazo himself, the show is really great. Uh, not really much more to say about it, in my opinion. It was a heavier show. Reaper was the opener and went into Calcium. Calcium is very well known for being pretty heavy, and he was. 
he really wasn't behind the board much. I thought that was interesting. He was pretty much like, it was almost like he hit a Spotify playlist and went boom. That's funny because you and Beward both told me that. And I was like, I must have been on a different planet because in, I didn't even notice that. Well, Beward and I were talking about it at the show. <laughs> I just obviously was just like dancing and like in my own mind about things because I was not even thinking about I think it was that. Luis that told you, which is brings me to Luis and Chantel show up out of nowhere at the venue to help celebrate Beward's birthday. They were just in Omaha the night before yeah beautiful so cool that was like ah, oh, i love those surprises i was unfortunately and also it's okay i was told right like literally five minutes before he yeah. they walk in but that is just really cool because luis is very much obviously one of b words like best friends or him and Chantel to be there yeah shana nick uh shana nick mitch you and i and andy and then obviously b word and cassie alex and cassie and we're all there staying at Alex's. And Cassie, thank you guys for hosting. It was a beautiful oh, time. Oh, gosh, yeah. And Penny and Pip are, like, some of our favorite dogs of all time. Just the, being in the back, the cracking cutest. cold ones <laughs> with cold beers with our friends, right. like, hanging and being together. Like, in you know, it's still, it's, like, almost like a, it's very much like a interesting feeling still just to be around friends, especially right. friends you haven't seen very much. Like, we've only seen, I mean, we've seen being cast quite a bit, but... Right, Not so my, just my point was yeah, just, yeah. like, beautiful for all of us to be together and then, like, even, like, cherry on top for Chantel and Luis to surprise us all and, and be for his birthday at the Kezo show itself. Yeah, I don't really think... It was one of the things where Alex wanted to obviously just find something to, special to do for his birthday, like a lot of us do. And, they're like, that was just one of the shows that got announced. And we don't dislike Kezo, but I don't think anyone, like, particularly listens to Kezo. But a lot of us came up in the metal scene, and he basically writes, you know, EDM metal. So it's like, well, why not, <laughs> you know? And it was a lot of fun. Like, I don't, I'm probably not going to put on his record tomorrow and, you know, listen to it nonstop. But it was an awesome show. Like oh, the, yeah. the energy was hype. I was dancing my butt off. Like we were all having a great time. Oh, yeah. So it was a it was a a beautiful way to celebrate B. And honestly, one of my favorite parts was the next morning. Cassie had the foresight to make us a reservation at Union Rooftop, which is actually where we saw a track. So just to kind of bring that full circle, it's just a cool area. It's a rooftop, obviously. And they have sort of a stage area. So they have DJs playing just, you know, just local people playing during the day for what they do a solar brunch is that what they call it yeah and so we had a reservation at noon i guess it not very brunch but you know we were we were up late the night before so um at noon and just had a delicious meal you know yep. had some drinks of course not the people driving home but yeah we but, had to drive home that's always like the kind of uh, sad feeling it but. was the it was definitely a bummer to have to leave so quickly but that's just the way you know we had just been hot off of like a three-week stint so we only yeah. were able to go to see uh rather go to minneapolis for just that one night wish we could have stayed longer but that's all right we're just happy that we got to go and anyway happy birthday b it was beautiful to celebrate with you it's honestly an honor <laughs> to be your friend so yeah oh yeah so that brings us to the present time where we are right now so we are looking forward to some really cool hangs here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's my niece's birthday next weekend. And also uh, just in general, going to see some Des Moines friends over the course of the next few weeks. Joe Rogan's coming up. Yeah, the crazy thing is like all the crazy stuff we just described, like the summer honestly is just getting started. Yep. <laughs> and like our like we have multiple festivals like Voyage was obviously a festival. That was like our early fest. And now things a lot of the semi larger festivals we're waiting until a little bit later in the year. Just, you know, obviously as the COVID situation progresses, larger festivals with bigger investments weren't ready to be overzealous and schedule themselves too early. So our festivals are actually just going to be kicking up. We're lucky enough to get to go to Voyage, but we've had a lull in festivals and the festivals will be coming up here in August into September. Yep. So at the end of our, oh, my birthday, of course, I mean, come on, it's Leo season, baby. <laughs> so we're going to be celebrating that here in about three weeks. And then my dad's birthday and then it's Cosmic Kingdom. Your father's birthday is before mine. I forgot about that as well. Uh, we're going to be going over to Gail's house. We just got so much socializing and hangs mm -hmm. coming through. And then North Coast and 
And then September's hit and Labor Day, and what do you know? We're hanging out with Madison and Clem and getting to see them for all of September, which is really going to be so much deserved for us. I mean, we, I mean, it's about time, right? We haven't seen them since, I mean, our wedding, pretty much. Yeah, it's been a very long time. I mean, two years, right? Yeah, coming up on two and, years. Uh, We'll have to have a special episode while they're here. It'd oh, nice. gosh, yes. Uh, for anyone who may not be aware, Madison and Clem married last June. She, well, before that, she moved to Belgium. He's French, natively French. So he had been living here with her for a couple years. And it was sort of time, you know, he was ready to be closer to his family. And they were ready for some new experiences. So they moved to Belgium together. And this was right before COVID. So while Madison probably was hopeful in that she would be able to visit a couple more times, she's been separated from us and her family for two years now because of uh, the COVID situation. So they're finally coming home this September. So we'll have a beautiful, almost full month with them back here at home. So we'll have to get something on the calendar to have like a special podcast with them and sort of get their experience over the past couple of years. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for hanging out with us, getting us, uh, letting us get you caught up rather about everything we've been up to this summer. Yeah, grease the wheels a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. folks, probably probably a little bit uh, it's a little bit more rusty casual, over here, a little casual. casual of a podcast. But as always, we really appreciate anyone who takes the time out of their day to listen to us talk and really just want to put out gratitude to everyone who has contributed to our past month's beautiful experiences. I mean, really just memories that will be with me forever. And uh, I'm a very fortunate person to have so many wonderful friends. Yes, exactly. You can find the podcast at Sean and Lydia HH on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up there or at our personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Sean S. Johnson on everything. Lydia on Instagram is LL. L-Y-D-D-Z, excuse me, L-Y-D-D-Z Lids. And please share your thoughts. Please just say, hey, appreciate, listen, anything. Anytime anybody says that, it really gets those endorphins pumping through our, our veins. And this is a labor of, lo- of love. And we all, we just love to stay connected with everybody. And even in this kind of a virtual digital realm. Definitely. So. And I'm also going to link Lennon's music. So that's who we mentioned earlier. And that is on Instagram at Lennon Drops Music, L-E-N-N-O-N-D-R-O-P-S Music. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for doing that. Shout out to all of our Denver friends. Shout out to our Des Moines friends and our Belgium. Two croissants out there that we're (laughs) going to see soon. And absolutely love all of you guys so much. And thank you again for listening. This has been Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. And we out. Thank you. Thank you.